there's one dream I had where I woke up and there was a demon running around me and it was growling at me, but it, it couldn't touch me. Like it wasn't able to touch me or hurt me, but it was trying to. Hi friends, Kelly here. Just a quick note, some topics discussed may be sensitive to some listeners. I keep the language clean, but there are adult themes involved. Please be advised this podcast is for adult audiences only. Thank you. Now on to the episode. Has Jesus transformed your life? If he has, then I want to share your story. My name is Kelly and I'm a new Christian who has been through a full heart change recently since I truly accepted the gospel. A huge part of my faith transformation was hearing others' testimonies. Now here I am, ready to share yours and keep the good news spreading. On this podcast, I will read your submitted stories and have you on to share them yourself. My goal is to give back in hopes it helps others grow in their faith. Welcome to Tell Me Your Testimony. I have the pleasure of speaking with Adrielle. She is a singer and producer of her own music and is a very unique sounding music. She does Christian indie synth wave dream pop type of sound. So I'm going to let her tell you guys her testimony. I found her on YouTube and her story just left me with my jaw on the floor. <laughs> so I reached out to her and she was kind enough to want to come on and share. So here is Adrielle. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so as far as my testimony goes, this is probably like one of the first times I'm sharing my testimony in kind of like a live live setting. Yeah, I'll just like kind of give you a backstory about just my life and then kind of how my life has gone and then how um, I just came to the understanding of God's love for me. Yeah, so I was raised in a Christian home. You know, went to, we went to church um, every Sunday. Me and my brother, we were, well, all my siblings, we were homeschooled. So we were home a lot. That's kind of how my life began. Like we were raised in a Christian home. Um, I was sexually abused at the age of three. And I think that left me with a lot of confusion. And like just throughout my life, kind of not understanding what happened because at the age of three, you don't know what is going on. Skipping ahead, we were at the same church for about 11 years, I want to say. And when we left that church, that was kind of our like family and friends and everything. As homeschoolers, we were, that was what we knew. That was our community. And so when we left, it kind of left me at, like it was kind of traumatizing in a way. I was 11 when we left, and I kind of was just thrown into a new setting and in a new church, had to make new friends. And at 11, that's a really hard time to start making new friends. The The problem was that we didn't really stay at another particular church. We kind of jumped around. We went from so many different denominations. So we went, you know, from uh, non-denominational to Baptist to Presbyterian to Lutheran to Pentecostal and just, I mean, even Anabaptist, I think we visited for a few times. And it left a lot of confusion from where I came from to, which was non-denominational, and that was what I was raised in, to kind of like seeing all the different beliefs that Christians believe and the different theologies and things like that. That was something that was interesting to me, and it was also educational, but it also left me with a lot of questions 
because there were certain things that weren't allowed in certain churches and then certain things that were allowed in certain churches, you know, confusing to me. On the other side of things, my brother kind of got into a heroin addiction at a very young age. I think he was about 11 or 12. That kind of put our family in a lot of turmoil. It seemed like everything was about what was going on with him. And at the same time, I was I started to experience panic attacks where I couldn't breathe and nobody would tell me or nobody was able to tell me what was going on with myself. They were like, just trust God, like God will take care of it. But I was like suffering inside and I didn't know who to turn to or nobody was able to tell me or explain what was going on. At the same time, I, I started to just struggle with my own emotions and I started to self-harm and cut myself and became suicidal. Music at the time became an outlet for me to express myself and just to kind of get out my emotions. That was a really hard time. There had been a lot of just hurt from other Christians that I had experienced as well. I was just kind of like tired of the church and the people in the church. And at the same time, I I don't know if I really understood that it was about my relationship with God. I was looking at other people, you know, and being raised in a Christian home, you you know what to do and what not to do. And, you know, you're supposed to read your Bible every day and you're supposed to pray every day. But it doesn't, I, I guess if, if you don't really understand what you're reading, then it doesn't really make sense. And then it doesn't affect you. Anyway, that's kind of the backstory. At the same time throughout my life, I'd experienced these repeating dreams, these reoccurring dreams where I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would the dream would still be happening. I would still be dreaming, but I would be awake. And it was the weirdest thing. And I would freak out every single, every single time I had the dream. And my mom would always pray for me and like give me verses. And it helped a little bit, but it never went away. And, you know, there was a point in my life where I, I think I was about 18 or 19, where I decided that I was just going to leave the church. And it was more because of just the experience I'd had with other Christians. And also, I started to, to make some new friends. And these new friends were not saved. I felt like they acted more like Christians than, than Christians did. And I just felt more accepted and less judged in this group of, of, of friends. And up until that point, I never did any drugs. I never, you know, I was kind of like a straight edge person. And I kind of just started smoking a lot of weed. And it was kind of that whole time that a lot of things changed for me where I gone to a doctor and started to just cry. And I didn't understand why I was crying. And the doctor asked me like if anything had ever happened to me, like as a child, like if I'd had ever had any sexual abuse in my life, it all came back to me. And I was like, wait a minute, this makes sense now. And I never understood that that's what had happened. But the doctor was like, you should go talk to someone. At that point, I decided to go go into therapy and, and start talking and just kind of working through what was going on in my life. And, you know, at that point, I would find myself breaking down constantly, just crying and crying for, and not understanding why. And there was a time where I had gotten really high and I was playing my guitar and I was sitting there and I'd actually been dating a guy. He was a shaman. And this is kind of also another side note where I, I started to kind of dive into like the new age. And, you know, I started getting into yoga and tarot and astrology. And I started to see like demons. You know, I started to have even worse dreams where I would wake up in the middle of the night and I didn't, I wasn't in my body. There's one dream I had where I woke up and there was a demon running around me and it was growling at me. But it it couldn't touch me. Like, it wasn't able to touch me or hurt me, but it was trying to. I was like, oh, wow, this is, like, real. Like, all this stuff started to 
become very real to me. And I realized that throughout my whole life, there'd been a lot of things in the spirit realm that I was sensitive to. And the church was never able to really explain what was going on to me. I kind of turned to the new age for answers. And that was kind of where there was a turning point there where I, I just started questioning everything, everything I I believed in everything I grew up learning, but then I started to get attacked demonically. But back to the emotional healing as well, because when I started to to see a therapist, all this stuff started to come out, and the dreams went away. the um, The reoccurring dreams went away at that point. I never had another reoccurring dream like that again, and I realized it was because I got to the root of that emotional that emotional issue that needed healing and needed to come out into the light and come out into the open. And I think sometimes when we have a reoccurring dream or just something that keeps coming up, it's because it's taking root in a particular place that we need healing. And we really have to get to that place to get in there and just bring it to the light. And so then we can actually be healed and start going through that healing process. Yeah, I started to cry like randomly. And just there was one moment where I started crying and my boyfriend at the time was just, he was there for me and I felt safe. And I think that was the thing is, is I felt safe enough to cry, whereas I was I, f- I never felt safe to cry f- like growing up. Um, it was kind of looked down upon. We were we were not really allowed to express our emotions, and so I had a lot of stuff that was just held up and just bottled up that was never able to come out. At this time, when I started crying, I heard a voice, and and the voice was, "These are all the tears that you were never able to cry, or you were never allowed to cry." And, you know, it, it chokes me up to- like talking about it because that was such a healing moment because I think I cried for like an hour. And after that hour, I literally felt like a different person, like something just left me and it was like never coming back. That was such a, a turning point where I realized, oh, this is like the voice of God telling me these things. And he cares about our healing. There was another another time where I had just gotten home and I was really scared. And I, I, I was just panicking, like just at this panic. And I was like, where is this coming from, this fear? And I remember going over to, and sitting on my bed where my Bible was. And I opened up my Bible and I started reading. I started just crying out to God. And I was just like, I don't know what's going on. Like, there's just these things I'm not sure about. And I'm just confused. And I literally felt arms wrap around me. And it was literal arms. Like, I'd never felt that way before. And it was just like warmth and love. And I was just like, wow, this is this is amazing. This is this is God. This is the Holy Spirit. Because I just, I was like, this is, this is God's love for me. And that was the first time I think I really experienced his love for me. At that point, I really started to try to get on the path of, okay, I, I know I need healing from a lot of things. And I know that God's going to show me the healing that needs to take place. You know, I I remember at one point he he said to me, if you want to go anywhere in life, you need to get away from these people as well that are into all the new age stuff. I started to kind of make changes to shift over away from that. And I mean, there'd been other, there's so many other stories I have and so many other things that have happened along the way that God has just led me to healing and, and he still does. He still is healing me from so many things, but that was the point where I realized that God is real and it wasn't just about religion. It wasn't just about what my parents believed, but it was real and it became personal to me. And 
you know, the word would started to open up and started to become alive. And it's something I can't explain. And, you know, a lot of people out there, you might have gone through the same thing, or you might have been raised in a Christian home, and you've never really experienced the personal relationship with God. And I think that it's not really something you can explain until you actually really have a revelation and step into that willingly, that relationship. It's not going to come through works or religion or through being a better person there's there's nothing we can do to make god love us yeah i mean that's the gist of my testimony i love it i wrote a lot of notes down because <laughs> there's so much that jumped out at me on this podcast the first episode is my testimony and now i'm realizing i actually missed out on telling a lot of things that happened to me hearing your testimony kind of like brought me back to some things that I didn't share on that one, especially with like new age mm. stuff. My mom was into, um, after my, my grandma passed away, she was into psychics and trying to communicate with her. And I remember at a young age doing a seance in my sister's apartment. And I was just kind of like, what the heck is this? I was so confused. And I remember they had a Ouija board. Under my parents' bed, there was a Ouija board. I also remember kids like in elementary school, we would like pretend we were witches and we would cast spells. And I was so young, but I don't even know why I was doing that stuff. But it kind of is like a door that opens and then it's like this huge void of all the stuff that comes in and drags you down. Yeah. So I, I appreciate you talking about that. And another thing I didn't talk about in my testimony was drugs. I did smoke weed as well when I was partying. I remember specifically one time I smoked salvia. Legal, I think, right now. But I had done it before and I was camping. And so I was like, okay, I'll do it again. Well, I smoked that. It was like the first hit of it. And I had the most terrifying experience. I was screaming my lungs out. I remember I was in the tent and it was dark. And there were these hands and arms that were pulling me. They were grabbing onto me. And I swear to you that they were dragged. They were trying to pull me in. And I just remember panicking and screaming and everyone's like there's nothing there there's nothing there you're okay and it was it was just salvia you know and it was like I was doing so much partying back then totally far away from God and looking back now I'm just like wow and when you said that you were seeing demons yeah you also mentioned your dreams that you had were they like sleep paralysis yeah so it's yeah it started when I was like a, a child like I mean it was it was the weirdest thing and I would see like Sesame Street characters, but then it would shift and like there was this noise and it was almost like the sound of a heartbeat. And I would wake up and I would still hear the sound of a heartbeat. And I would, I felt like I was going crazy. And this happened, it wasn't like the, the same dream visually, but that heartbeat shifted throughout my whole life where I would hear this. It was this repetitive noise that I would hear in my dreams and it would just drive me crazy. It did turn into, there did turn into more sleep paralysis dreams throughout my life where I'd wake up and feel like I was being taken out of my body, where I'd wake up and I'd feel I'd be like over my body or hovering, or I would see someone or see things in my room. I would wake up, I would be awake and I would see things like demons in my room and I wouldn't be able to wake up and it was the most like scary thing ever <laughs> and thankfully I no longer have those dreams anymore and you know I really believe it's because 
there's been doors that have been shut, whether it's been doors from abuse or doors from the new age or because I, th- I believe that doors from abuse can also open up things like that as well. Yeah, it kind of makes you in this vulnerable state to have that type of attack come upon you. When I was doing drugs and stuff and partying all the time, it's because I had a lot of trauma in my life that I was trying to escape from. I remember throughout that whole time, I would have these uh, sleep paralysis dreams that were absolutely terrifying. And it's so hard to explain. I almost got used to it. I was like, okay, so it's happening again. I will just, I know what to do now because it happens all the time. I haven't had one since being safe and it's it's crazy (laughs) it's so hard to explain if you've never experienced i would don't wish it on anyone because it's terrifying but it's kind of like i don't think it's a coincidence that that stops after healing after having a relationship with god that's kind of gone at least in my experience it's been gone when i would have those sleep paralysis dreams i would say the name of jesus and i would say like just leave in the name of jesus And they would go instantly. Whatever it was in these dreams, these demons that were showing up, they would leave when I said the name of Jesus because of the power and authority of his name. Were you just saying that because you were raised in the church or was that kind of when you were um, starting to be closer to God? What made you say that? I don't think I realized it until later on, I think maybe later on in high school when I think somebody told me that. And so I would often think the word because sometimes when I was in a, a sleep paralysis dream, I couldn't speak. But even if I thought that word, even if I thought his name, it would go mm-hmm. away. And so I started to use that as like a way to like wake up because otherwise it wouldn't stop. And then it was even later on the guy I was dating his mom was she called herself pagan she had a lot of pagan beliefs but I talked to her a lot about this stuff because she she often experienced this kind of thing too she actually turned me to the bible and she said you know read the bible and use the name of Jesus and she actually that's what she did so it was interesting that her with her beliefs in paganism you know she even used the name of Jesus when things like that would happen so I just yeah that's what I just started doing and it worked. That's amazing. It's so good that you you did that. I, I didn't, never even would have thought to do that back then. I was just kind of like, well, science says this is something that happened, so whatever. <laughs> I just have to deal with it, I guess. Another thing that I can relate to you in a lot of things is being confused in what the church meant. The fact that you felt non-believers were acting more Christian than Christian. And sadly, that is something that happens a lot of. You know, people who are, who are raised in the church, not necessarily are saved or we know Jesus or have a relationship with him. They're just raised in it. So I can understand the appeal of going towards other people that are showing more love and kindness to you and not necessarily being religious or anything. I can understand how confusing that is. The more I'm growing now, I can see that God has written it on our hearts, all of us, Christian, non-Christian, to be loving and wanting to not hurt anyone. So that's like why of all, all of our laws and everything about murder and all this stuff, we instinctively know it's wrong to do, most of us. And I can see why that's so confusing. No one is answering your questions because you said you were questioning a lot about what, why we're here, what we're doing. No one answering. I was the same way. (laughs) I had so many doubts, so many questions that weren't answered. Was there a specific question that you had that people weren't 
answering for you that made you kind of go in the other direction? Yeah, I think a lot of the emotional things I was experiencing, I just felt like there's no like help. Like I remember when I started to cut myself and my parents found out, they told me they were like, just go to God, share with God. And I, I didn't really think that was enough. I just wanted somebody to listen or somebody to really tell me what was going on and, and why did I feel the way I did. I would have like dreams that would come true throughout my life. And like there wasn't really a lot of stuff about that in the churches that I was raised in, whereas in the New Age, there there is a lot of that stuff and, you know, just like dreams and, and visions and stuff that comes true. But there's also the prophetic and the Holy Spirit does speak to us. And it says in the Bible, he speaks to us in dreams and visions. And, you know, it's really about the source. You know, when I was in college, I started to study philosophy and I started to just study you know, just the, the the subjects in school and stuff like that. And I think I also had seen the documentary called What the Bleep Do We Know? I don't know if you ever, have you ever seen that? I've seen it advertised, but I haven't actually watched it. Okay. No. Yeah. So there was a lot of like stuff in there. It said it was science and scientific, like it had a scientific basis. I think at this point it might've been, a lot of that stuff has been like disproven. Yeah. A lot of that stuff really kind of explained a lot of things to me about like almost like a deeper meaning than just like what we see. There's other ways to kind of connect the real world to like the spiritual world. And I had so many questions really just about our existence and just the spirit realm and what was going on in the spirit realm and that's why I turned to new age is because there was more answers at least I thought that there were more answers there the more I looked the more I realized that it was a lie maybe some things were true were based on truth but they were distorted to become a lie and I guess the the biggest question just about the spirit realm I I get that too I was always really fascinated with like ghosts yeah, and uh -huh that type of thing and like, scary movies and like where does all this come from it has to come from something and it does but the truth is often converted to something right, right. different yeah you're kind of like okay well I get science like I get basic science stuff but then there's a whole different thing going on and I found myself coming to the realization like yeah that all it all makes sense because there is a spiritual realm so that's why we have all these other experiences and then there's also the physical realm which explains all those scientific things that we've discovered throughout time and it's kind of like okay that makes sense I'm good now there's no more there's no more pulling confusion yeah, it's yeah. I get it so I I totally understand that too and yeah. I think that's why I had a lot of a lot of questions growing up too because it's just like you're telling me one thing and then I see another and it's, it's a mess so I'm really excited that you you got out of that. And I, another thing I'm trying to and ask all my guests on here is, do you have a favorite verse? I think I have favorite verses like throughout, like in different parts of my life, a verse for this season and a verse for this season. I really like, for the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, but the spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. That's been one that has like stuck with me. The one right now in my life, Romans 8, 1, actually the whole chapter is really, really good. And that's been kind of like a theme for me right now. That's really good because I think a lot of people get stuck on the whole religious part of following all the rules, not actually getting the heart 
of what Jesus did. And that causes a lot of confusion for people. And yeah. he's like freed us from all of that. Yeah. And yeah. just, we basically just need to uh, love God and love other people. And that kind of shares the light of what he's done. And it's just so simple. <laughs> it's so freeing too. It's almost like, oh wait, it's so simple. Like that's all that we have to do. Like we just have to accept and that's it. <laughs> yeah. And 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 truly be repentant too of when you think about like that person you used to be and you're just like, I don't even want to even come close to that. And be truly repentant of your actions before I think is, yes um, it's definitely something that you need to do too. Because I know a lot of people were like, oh, I just need to like ask for forgiveness and then continue living my life. That's not necessarily it either. Exactly. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit makes it easy and so freeing and peaceful when we live that way. And we're constantly reminded of his presence and of the peace that he gives that it just kind of comes naturally almost. I mean, we all slip up time and time again, but it just makes it so much easier and you're just a better person overall in every way and in every situation, especially the hard ones too. You know, if you're going through a hard time and you don't have that, it's it feels like everything's falling underneath you. You have nowhere to grab, no hope to hold on to. When you have Jesus, you have that firm foundation that you can at least hold on to that even when everything's kind of crashing down on you. I wish I would learned that a long time ago, <laughs> you know? Yeah, definitely. I appreciate you sharing your testimony with me and I really, really pray that someone can relate to it in some way or we share with someone that is kind of in the new age right now that they love and care about and kind of give hope because I know there's so many people if you're in something you don't want to see any other way and you don't want to open your eyes to any other way of living you have that hard heart you know so I'm hoping that your story can reach someone and help them in that way and and Jesus knows if that happens or not so Just got to pray for that. And I did want to ask uh, where our listeners can find you. I know I mentioned earlier that you are a singer. So if they want to listen to any of your music, where can they find you? Yeah, so I'm on all the streaming apps like Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes. Yeah, anywhere you stream your music. It's under the the name Adriel. So it's A-D-R-Y-E-L-L-E. I'm also on Instagram under the same name. And yeah, the social medias I'm not on so much. Well, that's good. I can, I'll leave all that information in the show notes. Anyone wants to listen to your music? It's a different sound, but it's so beautiful. Thank you. I do really love your music too. I like to find unique music to listen to that's not super mainstream, but still you know, Christian in nature. Sometimes you want to, you're in the mood to listen to a different type of music. <laughs> so I will, I'll leave all that information in the show notes, like I said. And thank you again, Adriel. Is there any final thoughts that you have? You know, just always pursue healing. Really, only healing can come from Jesus. There's something called cognitive behavioral therapy. I don't know if anybody's heard of it before. It's where you take a thought pattern in your mind that is negative, and then you replace it with the positive. And really, we should be replacing that thought and that thought pattern with the word. And relying on the word for truth because the word is truth just dig in the word and just talk to god just give him things that you're dealing with give him the questions because he will lead you to the answers i mean he led me to the answers he's healed me from so much even though it could take time it really 
also is depending upon you and your willingness to do that. That's just, I guess that's just some final thoughts. Just pursue healing with Jesus. Just allow him to lead you through that that process. Yes, that's that's great because uh, he can help you. He can show you the answers, but unless you take action, <laughs> sometimes it doesn't always work depending on the situations. That's a really, really good thought to leave our listeners with. But yeah, thank you again, Adriel. Yeah, it was lovely talking with you. Yeah, you as well. It's an honor to be on this podcast and I'm really excited for this podcast as well. Thank you so much. With this podcast, I also want to make sure that everyone listening hears the gospel. So if you're listening and you've heard the gospel, but you're not really sure what it means, you've grown up in church and you've heard it preached, but the words kind of just go in one ear and out the other, and you haven't really experienced a true change or have a heart for Jesus. So I want to give you a summary of what the gospel is. The gospel means good news. And yeah, it is definitely good news, and here's why. God created man in his image. He made us to worship and to be in full relationship with him. Everything he created was good. And then man sinned by disobeying God's command when Eve ate that fruit in Eden. Basically, they thought that they knew best and that they could figure out the rules for themselves and they could take it from here. If you have small children, do you notice how they disobey at such a young age? No one teaches them that. This rebellion is a part of that fall from Adam and Eve and it's basically a curse and God created us to have free will so unfortunately this is what they chose because God is so glorious perfect and just he cannot have a full relationship with a sinner as he intended Romans 6 23 says for the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord so hang on to this for a minute I'm going to take you through why the Bible is so important and why it's the living Word of God throughout the Old Testament you will find that man is constantly sinning God gave them rules and the Ten Commandments to live by one of the ways they atoned for sins was to sacrifice a spotless lamb but of course they would sin again and have to do this over and over again God made sure that his commandments and rules would be followed by the Jewish people over time, and he preserved his words in the Jewish Torah over thousands of years. A few hundred years before Christ came, he let the prophets of the Old Testament know what he was going to do about the sin problem. They stated that God would send his son to save the world, and this was also preserved through time. Now, when Jesus came, there were many Jewish people that did not like what he was teaching. The religious leaders of this time, they did not have a heart for what he was trying to do. A lot of the people misinterpreted the prophet's message that the Messiah would free the Jewish people from oppression and specifically at that time the Roman Empire that was ruling over them. But that was not God's plan. His plan was for a Jew and non-Jewish people, also known as Gentiles, to be saved and to be a part of his kingdom. When Jesus was crucified, his last words before dismissing his spirit were, it is finished, meaning that he was fulfilling the prophecy that he would die. He would be the perfect lamb of God, the perfect sacrifice to take on God's wrath for sin for everyone that believes in him. He was fully God and fully man. He was always there throughout time. Basically, he took the punishment that we all deserve. Now, we have all sinned. Every single one of us. Nobody is perfect. Even as young children, we lie, we dishonor our parents, and that is still a sin in God's eyes. No one is exempt here. God took it upon himself to solve that problem, to let us be in a full relationship with him, 
And when we are in a full relationship with him, the gifts that he gives with that are so amazing. One of the things that Jesus said before he descended into heaven was that I am going to send a friend to you as promised. That friend is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a third person in the Trinity. He is there to remind us that we are never alone. He dwells within us. He guides us. He protects us. He gives us peace when we dwell with him. And if you look up the fruit of the Spirit, that will help you understand what he does. Most of the world has heard John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life and that's kind of it in a nutshell we're all sinners God solved that problem by sending Jesus and he requires us to trust and believe that he is the Messiah and to make it known to others and to walk with him for the rest of our days and I promise he will never fail you we also must turn from our sin or in other words repent we walk differently than how we were before knowing Christ and these testimonies should show how amazing and freeing his grace is. One of the most beautiful things that I'm learning is that God's promise for full redemption of all creation. He promises that all believers will live with him as first intended in Eden. He will wipe away all sin forever, no more tears, a new heaven, and a new earth forever. And you can find this in Revelation 21. I hope this helps make sense of what the gospel is. I encourage you to read the New Testament, maybe use the Bible app if you don't have a physical Bible, but there are tons of resources there to help you understand. Please get in the Word. There are a lot of Christians out there that are self-proclaiming that they have not read the Bible. I was one of them. I never touched it. I didn't get it. Now I cannot get enough of it. Another thing that is so important to realize is that you cannot gain salvation by doing good works. We cannot earn our way to heaven. The reasons why Christians do good things is because we are saved, not to be saved. So if you're stuck in that thought that you have to constantly redeem yourself, Jesus died for that. He is the one that did it. So because you're saved, you want to do good things, not the other way around. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, it is by grace that you've been saved through faith, not by works, lest any man should boast. Jesus also simplified things for us. Because there were so many rules, actually over 600 rules in the Jewish Torah, he simplified it with this. All of the commands are so simple. Love your Lord your God. Love other people as you do yourself. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope this encouraged you to get in your Bible. If you have not read it in a while, reach out to a church maybe and get plugged in. It is so important to walk with others in this journey. We are not meant to be alone in our walk with Christ. I also want to leave you on this note. When you're reading the Bible, think of this. The entire Bible from start to finish is about Jesus. Read it with that perspective and I promise it will change your life. Psalms 105.1 says, Give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he has done. I hope that these stories resonated with you. There is such a beautiful power in what Jesus can do in our lives. If you would like to share your testimony, you can email me at tellyourtestimonypod at gmail.com or you can find me on Instagram at tell me your testimony pod and reach out there if you enjoyed today's podcast all i ask is that you consider leaving a review as it helps the show get recommended to more people and of course i appreciate you sharing it with your friends as well thank you so much for being here and i'll be back to share more testimonies next week god bless